This podcast is sponsored by Hibu, an award-winning e-commerce fulfillment provider, helping online businesses grow by taking care of all their order fulfillment needs, picking, packing, and posting products to customers all over the world. Fuel your growth and fulfill your ambitions with Hibu. Hello and welcome to Three Peeps in a Podcast, the bonus show. The unbeaten run came to an end this week in the league and the cup. The cup was expected, but the league was not. However, maybe the exploits and efforts of Tuesday night contributed to defeat over the bridge in Cardiff, where City struggled to get into a high gear and left 3,000 plus City fans a little bit disappointed. But Matt, these runs don't last forever. However, with two more names on the injured list, it's a little threadbare now going into Tuesday night away at Huddersfield. Yeah, um, I, I think possibly Tuesday mentally might have taken it out of them. Um, but we're used to playing Saturday, Tuesday, aren't we? So I, I don't think that's an excuse. And I don't think Nigel Pearson using it as an excuse. Um, but yeah, it's the injuries that, that really are going to be the ones that I think um, is kind of the most costly from yesterday, isn't it? You know, Callas and Williams, both of whom were vying for man of the matches. Yeah. I know Williams was only 24 minutes, but he was he was playing really, really well. Um, so that's a real shame and, and kind of highlights just how threadbare the squad is now, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's those two players, Callas and Williams, as you say, both were um, were playing really well yesterday. Yeah. So yeah, a, a big loss, a big shame. And I guess both who you would probably say have that about them, their injury records just aren't great, are they? So um, you thought, hopefully we thought Joe Williams was over his, but yeah, it seems though it's another hamstring injury for him, so... We shall see. Um, so no three words from Lee today, Matt. Uh, I don't know if you need, we need to put another advert in the evening post for yeah, a new three words, Smith. Very, un, very unlike Biggs, isn't it? Um, mm. I've sent him a note, so he may may come back to us during the pod. We'll see. Okay. Um, he's right. probably out on the the, the, the golf course to know in Lee. Well, so, yeah. Priorities, I think. Exactly. Yeah. Come into question there. Um, but we have got a guest this morning. We were there, Matt, yesterday, as was Shane. Shane, how are you? Yep, very well. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for coming on, mate. Um, just we'll start with how are you out of ten for our talk club check-in. So, how are you out of ten this morning after after that defeat yesterday? Um, I feel quite good still. Probably, probably a seven. That is probably the worst place to go and lose, or the best place to go and win. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's a very good analogy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seven. I'll go. I'll go seven as well. A uh, little bit deflated. I must be honest. As you say, it's always. We always heart back to that that fa- fantastic Andy Vyman goal, you know, Chris Chris Martin, Josh Brownhill. We've had some great days over there, but we can't win them all. So, yeah, seven as it's impacted my weekend a bit. And yourself, Matt? Yeah, I'll go seven as well. Um, it's Jill's birthday today, so I've got to try and be on the up. So, yeah, I'll, I'll say seven, but I'm definitely going to be rising to an eight or a nine, I expect. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Right, let's go through the starting lineup from yesterday. Um, and Matt, there was uh, obviously a couple of calls to make. We expected Mehmeti to come back into the team, um, but we lined up Max O'Leary, Tanner, Viner, Callas, Pring. So they kind of are picking themselves at the moment. And then back to Sykes, James, Scott, Joe Williams, Mehmeti, and Sam Bell. So we're going still for that 4-2-3-1 formation. And he's gone for Bell over Wells, which is which was the only sort of thing that I thought we might see Wells starting yesterday. Yeah, I think that's the the, the bone of contention. Is, and it's not with hindsight. We were all saying it before the game, mm. weren't we? Um 
Sam Bell's done really well. He, he's energetic, and, and certainly when you want to play that sort of press, um, you know, he, he's he's got more energy than Naki. But Naki's your top scorer. Um, and unless there's a knock that we don't know about and he's having to manage his game time, which doesn't seem to be the case um, when he's on the field and there's not been any reference to it, I thought it was a little bit of a strange decision. Um, and and I actually would go to the extent of it being poor management if come Tuesday night it's the same situation. Um, I fully expect Naki to start. You know, he's, as I say, he's your top goal scorer. Um, and Sam's just not not finding the net as he's not he's not even sort of getting the chances really. Um, so yeah, that was the only one. Mehmeti was a bit of a no-brainer to come back in. Um, and as you say, pretty much everywhere else was picking itself. Um, yeah. But yeah, and that's, that's not a reflection on Sam Bell. I just think your, your no. top scorer starts, doesn't he? Yeah. What's your thoughts on that, Shane, in terms of the Bell-Wells debate? I, I just thought it was strange, um, considering we haven't scored um, other than punters recently. I've struggled to score and create. So I just thought it, the game would suit Wells a lot better than what it would Sam Bell as well, especially so young and inexperienced coming into a big derby game like that. Okay. I did expect Wells, but hindsight is a lovely thing. Absolutely. And that's that. a good good point though, isn't it? In terms of it's a, a big derby game, a big derby atmosphere. I mean, we took, what, three, three and a half thousand nearly. Yeah. Um, the it's your big players, your Naki Wells is someone who's experienced all of that. So, yeah, it's a good point. Matt, we still had some you know, strength on the bench. Um, in well, the bench was Haken, De Silva, King, Wells, Cornick, Vyman, and, and Omar Taylor Clark, obviously coming up from the academy. But now we've got these two injuries, there's no way they'll be available Tuesday and probably not Saturday. Um, the bench becomes uh, not as strong as, as it was three, two, three games ago. Yeah. And, you know, I've seen a couple of posts on social media about bringing in Duncan Idahoon in, but this is a lad who's who's not been playing anywhere near the first team. He wasn't playing on loan in the bottom division. So to expect him to come in and step up into the championship, um, you know, they've talked about Josh Hours coming in. I know he's on loan at Yeovil anyway, but again, you, you know, you've got to be picking players who are used to it. The one that surprised me on the bench was, and, and I might have got it wrong, but I'm sure Kane Wilson was on the bench against Man City. And I know was, there's more yeah. more positions, but for Kane to then not be on the bench yesterday and for Omar, Omar Taylor-Clark to be there, that kind of surprised me as well. Because again, you know, there were other players you could move around, but Kane might have been a better option um, on, on that right-hand side. So I was a bit surprised at that as well. But we are now really, really threadbare. I mean, if it's a knee injury for Thomas Callas, that could be season-ending. Mm. Um, if it's a you know a, a bad hamstring in, injury for Joe Williams, similar. Although Joe was walking off the pitch at the end of the game, he came over to applaud the fans. So it that would make you think it's maybe not that bad because you, you're not walking, are you? If you've torn your hamstring or anything, so yeah. yeah. We shall see. We shall see. Right, let's get into the minutes then. Uh, so first minute is a good start, Shane. We had uh, Scott sending Sykes off down the right hand side. And he gets a, an early ball in, but unfortunately, no one there to greet it. So out of the blocks quickly. Yeah, there's something that we've we've expected, well, and we've seen quite a lot this season, haven't we, from City? I think especially at home, we start really, really well. And it just that just sort of seemed to be the outlook for the first 20 minutes, didn't it? Sykes down that right hand side, and even in the second half as you go on to it. But I think that Sykes release is is always an option. I think it just improves game game Sykes, to be fair for me. Yeah, it's a really good point, actually, because Sykes, um, obviously, he was playing right wing back, Matt, effectively for the for the first part of the season. 
He's gone up into that more advanced position and he has literally come on leaps and bounds and he is our main outlet at the moment. Absolutely. Which again makes you question what happens later in the game um, with him moving back. Um, and we'll, we'll talk about that with the substitutions. But yeah, I, I mean, I still think he needs to improve his end product, um, but he is now much more of a threat and is causing problems. What I liked yesterday, he was coming in on his left and putting crosses in as well. So, you know, he's, he's getting a degree more of confidence. And we, we've got to remember, this is his first season in the championship and the step up is massive. So Mark Sykes is going to be a much better player next year than he is now, but it also must be really difficult when you're playing right wing or you know right midfield, and then you're playing right back or right wing back. You know, it's kind of, he wants to be playing in a self position, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fourth minute, there was a chance for, for Sykes, which is a Joe Williams kind of volley pass. Um, it's met by a Sykes by his head and he's sort of arching back to try and get the header down Shane and unfortunately can't. But if he was a little bit further forward, he could either get that on target or just lay it down to Sam Bell. Yeah. Just let, just waiting. yeah, it's just one of those. Just a, It just seemed from the start, it was one of those games that just nothing was going to go right, was it? Even from those first moments, you just think, yeah, yeah, I thought uh was unlucky really, but yeah. Okay, into the 11th minute, Sawyer's shot from distance uh, is saved but parried. And, oh, that yeah, so it was a shot from distance, saved but parried, and Callas dives in, almost two-footed to, to put the ball out for a corner. And you just thought at this point that Callas is there. He's not going to let that get past him. He Matt. was showing all sorts of um, his strength again, Callas's speed. Um, and that one in particular, I mean, Sawyers is a player I've liked since his Brentford days, um, but you know that he's got that long range shot in his locker. And so you've got to close that down. He's, he's scored a couple of goals this season with it. Um, and it was a, a decent save from Max, maybe pushed it a little bit, you know, further forward than he would have liked. But yeah, Thomas was right on it when he, and, and as you say, kind of jumped two footed, but the, the man wasn't there. It was, you know, to clear the ball. So there was no no danger of any free kick or anything. Yeah, twenty seconds. Find Callas just surprisingly quick. Like you just wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. I just don't expect that from him. He's got that burst of pace, doesn't he? And he can. I I do wonder, Shane, if if his long injury layoff has allowed him to really get his fitness and his his yeah. speed up. Um, because yeah, I I I would actually say he's got to be one of the quickest over that sort of sixty yeah. yards. Yeah, he's, got, he's got that great posture as well when he runs. He just yeah. remains completely yeah. upright, doesn't he? Yeah. 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 Proper athlete. Yeah. Um, okay, a really good chance, uh, Shane, in the twenty second minute. It's like set away again. Cross in is met by an Alex Scott header, which is cleared off the line. Great defending on the line mm -hmm. from Cardiff. And then Mametti's there to follow in with a shot, which is blocked again. So a really good passage of play in the twenty second minute. Yeah, it all started from Matty James breaking up that breaking up that pass and getting the ball out quick. And that's something that City have seemed to be doing quite often is getting the ball out wide quicker. Um, quite a good cross. From our angle, I thought um, Alex Scott should have done a lot better, but I don't know. It's hard to see from there. Um, and then Mometti was unlucky with the follow-up. Yeah. It was um, a header, which we've commented on in the last podcast, Matt, about Alex Scott adding heading yeah. to his game. He, he heads it on target. And not with much power, but he's just directing it towards goal. And uh, yeah, it was just good defending, to be fair. Yeah, it was good defending. Um, but I think Alex would would be disappointed not to get the power in it. I mean, I guess it was kind of a a, 
an arching cross and so he's having to generate the power and that's obviously not one of his key strengths is it but yeah um breaking news uh the three words are in <laughs> uh, so <that> <laughs> i'll quote sorry still distraught so the three words are cumbersome careless curtailed which i think you did suggest curtailed patch so yeah, yeah thank you very much right um well, well we'll move on um so yeah uh this this was at this point matt that you sort of nudged me and said williams has gone down so williams yeah. goes down in some discomfort and yeah we we don't really know how how or when that happened if he's, it is hamstring yeah just he's, up. he's he stretched for a ball over by the sideline um and immediately sort of put his hands up and then was sort of beating the floor um oh, so you could Christ. yeah you could tell straight away that it was a, a serious one i actually thought it was his thigh um, from the way he sort of held it, but I think Pearson subsequently said it is a hamstring injury again, mm, um, which you just—I mean—he's had—he's had a couple of operations on it, um, but maybe that—that that just shows again a, a player who's had his injury record playing three games in such a short space of time. Um, you know, he's—he's gonna—he's gonna pick up well, these sort he, of injuries. There was a, a an interview with Pearson in the week, and I can't remember who it was. I think it was someone from BBC was asking him about Joe Williams and the fact that he was managing in terms of one game per week. Yeah. And now he's playing three games in a week. He's all sort of up to fitness. I don't can't remember exactly Which, what he and, said. And, but uh, may, Maybe it is just one of those those injuries. You know, he stretched for it. It's quite unusual when you're in the game, though, to sort of stretch for something and then for it to go. So I don't know if it's the same leg or, or what, but... Um, I thought he was he was playing really really well yesterday, Joe Williams, and, and he's mm. going to be a big miss. So let's just hope it is only a a two sort of two to three week one rather than um, than anything yeah. else. Although I did I did laugh at someone. I don't know if it was you or or Paul or someone behind said that he should have swore at the ref or pushed the ref to get yeah, that was me. Yeah, <laughs> to get his book in. <laughs> just walk back on and just push someone to the floor. Yeah. I guess Take the other thing is that if he's off for a few weeks, then. That bookings get reset, don't they? After thirty-seven weeks, Luton game, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, right, and then so it's Vyman on for Williams, uh, which sort of saw Scott dropping a little bit deeper into the midfield. Um, you're, so is that substitution, Shane? Is that what you'd have you'd have done in terms of with Williams well, uh, coming off? I don't know. It's, it's hard, and I think from that moment they just then dominated us in the middle of the midfield. Um, I just think. You just lose everything that Alex Scott offers you going forward. And I just, for me, Vyman just looked a little bit lost in there. I just, the thing is, when you, you talk about consistency and people playing in their right positions, and when you've got someone like Vyman who do cameos in different positions, it's hard for him to come in and actually make a stake in that position. I just, yeah. Yeah, really good point. I just think it's difficult on Vyman, but it just, it just changed the whole dynamics of the game. And I just thought we got overran from that point onwards, really. With with Joe Williams being a, a defensive midfielder, I mean, obviously he does get forward as well, and he has scored goals, um, but but kind of probably more defensive. What's Andy King doing on the bench? If if Andy King doesn't come in in that scenario, what is the point in having him on the bench? I just don't I yeah. don't get it. I don't understand it at all. Um, Valid point. It's just a, a strange one for me. Okay, twenty eighth minute nervous moment when Matty James puts Campering into a bit of trouble, um, but the danger is averted. It was one of those ones where Matt, I think James is just wanting Campering to just leather it up the field, yeah. but he could equally have done that himself, really. Yeah, he could have. I, I, I think it was a, a really good ball back from him. If Cam then just hits it left footed, he tries to take it. a touch, but he takes he? a touch and then and then is under pressure. 
um, and kind of has a go at Matty. But but I think it was a little bit like that yesterday. We seemed to be not not quick in the mind and, and our passes were quite slow and with not enough on them. It was just one of the, like Shane said, just one of those games really yesterday. Yeah. So again, Sykes involved Shane, 36th minute. He's jinking one way, then coming inside, then going outside and trying to beat the man several times before he gets the cross in. Um, but Isbell does get a header on it towards goal, which is almost intercepted by Andy Vyman, but ends with a foul on the keeper. So Bell's basically trying to head the ball back across goal or towards goal and Vyman nips in and I think he just catches the keeper. But still 36 uh, minutes and we're still trying to find that that opening and get the goal. Yeah, and it's again down that right-hand side. It's just Sykes, he wasn't sure whether he could go on the outside and then he tried to go back on the inside, then back on the outside. It does just create that confusion for the left-back, doesn't it? But yeah, it's just, again, it's just it's, it's good play down that right-hand side from City and they were unlucky numerous times especially with that being the outlet, I thought. Yeah. And Matt, obviously we're talking a lot about the right-hand side here and not so much about the left-hand side with Mimetti, who we all thought would be the game-changer and be the danger man. But I think someone said he only had 11 touches in, in the whole game or something like that. It, it, it felt more than that with the second half. But yeah, you you were right. First half, he was pretty anonymous, wasn't he? Um, but I, I'll actually put more of... That down to, I think it was there, 25, Jaden Philongin. Um, I thought he was excellent. I thought he, he, you know, we talk about players being in the pocket. I thought he had an anise in his pocket, really. Um, and, and again, you, you do love the overreaction from some of our fans. And I know we're not any different than lots of other fans, but, you know, I've seen messages about Mehmeti. Oh, he looks every bit what he is, a first division player and not a championship player. And you're like, this is a bloke that's had us off our seats in the last three or four games arguably man of the match in the last three or four games. And then we're writing him off after one relatively quiet performance. But as I say, more down to, to the Cardiff defender to me. Still up for it, obviously. And exactly. we'll come on to we'll come on to a moment in the second yeah. half, um, which we'll which we'll get to. So 44th minute. I've just got a note here to say on several occasions we we've decided to retain the ball, turn around and and pass backwards rather than attack the box. Yeah. Almost looked like we're getting we're looking to get in at half time nil-nil. And that was like for the last 10 minutes of the first half, Matt. Yeah, George Tanner did it an awful lot. He he, he would take the ball so far forward and then would come back to, to sort of Zach Viner. That would then go across to Thomas Callas and then it would come back the other way. Um and I just think George, in particular, George, needed to play a more insightful sort of ball. Just turn them around, play it over the top, play it around them. Sykes was was on form. Sam Bell's got pace. Um, get them turned. Cardiff were quite happy to let us have the ball yesterday, um, especially in the first half. I think the second half, um, like Shane said, they dominated the midfield and, and for me came out sort of comfortable winners, really. But um, I just felt that we were a, a, a little bit... A little bit back foot at times. We didn't we didn't get the ball forward quickly enough. It was all a little bit too slow, a little bit too laboured. Yeah. They a bit were cool, very a bit cautious. Cardiff. They yeah. sat that in their bank of five, bank of four, and then one up top and they just broke in numbers then, didn't they? Yeah. I think they were very well drilled and very well organized. And yeah. it was hard for that inside ball to the striker yeah. when Bell just wouldn't come short to get it. He wanted it over the top every time and just and, Against, I don't know what the big the big centre. I'm looking now. The big centre ass name Ryan Wintle or Mark McGuinness for 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 Cardiff, but but Sam Bell again playing the ball into his feet. He's gonna get knocked off and chat because he's yeah. he's he's not the physically strongest lad, is he? 
Um, and it's something, you know, listening to Tins on Radio Bristol the other night saying that when the final whistle at the end of the season goes, we're, we're set to go. You know, we've got three or four players identified. They'll be, you know, athletic, young, up and coming. Great. But I hope that they're physical as well because we just don't have any physical presence in our side outside of probably Thomas Callas and Rob Atkinson. And even Rob's a little bit Mr. Nice Guy, isn't he? Yeah. Other than that, you know, how many players have we got over six foot and are physically imposing players? We haven't. This is a message from the Bristol City Former Players Association. Throughout last season, we brought a number of ex-players back to Ashton Gate. We were pivotal in delivering celebratory events, including the Ashton Gate 8 40th anniversary, and we also celebrated the stars of the 60s who were paraded on the pitch. This season, we will be commemorating some important moments in the club's history and some very important people who were part of our club. If you would like to assist with sponsorship of any of these events, please get in touch with me via email to events at bcfcformerplayers.co.uk. In addition, we are always on the lookout for any interesting artefacts from the club's history to add to our ever-growing Bristol City archive. Thanks for listening, and my email address again is events at bcfcformerplayers.co.uk. Thank you. Okay, halftime summary from Rob. Lots to unpick from a typical tense affair. My impressions over the first 20 minutes were that we generally seemed to be playing a little too long and the ball not sticking up top, feeling that we'd be more likely to prosper by having more presence from Wells rather than Bell as a focal point in the attack and us also prompting from closer quarters. Then came the guilt edge successive chances from a delightful cross from Sykes, Scott and Mamesi on the follow-up. Should have probably both scored, saying that their keeper has looked shaky on a number of occasions. Whilst we're being treated, whilst he's being treated for an injury following our double chance, Williams was withdrawn for an injury you presume, um, but couldn't identify for what. Obviously, we know now hamstring. Very curious that Vyman should come on for him, however, in a mini reshuffle with two more natural midfielders on the bench. For me, this indicates either a lack of belief in our backup midfielders or a desperation to crowbar Vyman into an 11 on the pitch or both. Either way, I worry we drop a level of competitiveness in the midfield um, of the pitch and also that Scott being moved to the deeper lying midfield roles nullifies much of the influence he is able to have uh, further up the pitch maybe it's just horses for courses for this match and it being a derby match but if Scott is comparative to the idol to his idol Grealish do you think he'd ever fulfill the deeper role quite a mouthful there Matt what are you thinking I think he's he's, he's pretty much spot on um, I think Shane said it about Scott when you move him back you, you, you're not then getting the best out of him um, it, he will do a job for you, as we've said, anywhere on the pitch. You know, Alex Scott will will give his best. Um, the Andy Vineman bit is is interesting, and and I, I've seen lots of people talking about shoehorning Andy Vineman into the side and stuff. But it goes back to like we said, you know, if if you've got a midfielder, a defensive midfielder in King on the bench, and also a midfielder in in Omar, why why are you bringing Vineman on and having to change it around? You're and making. Two two positional changes when it only needs to be the the ones like for like, didn't it? Yeah, and also, I mean, you've got five subs in this 
day and age, haven't yeah. you? So it's not yeah. as if it's like, oh, we've only got three subs. Yeah. We need to make sure we get Andy on the pitch for that attacking threat in the second half because, yeah. you know, you can still do that. Exactly. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Uh, okay, 48th minute, good build-up. Tanner to Sykes, ball in, comes out to Scott, who swipes wide. So 48th minute, Shane, and we did have an opportunity um, up our end, as it as it was. Yeah, just just plugging away again, I suppose, and just it just uh, it just didn't seem like it was ever going to score yesterday. I just think we have struggled from open play, finding goals recently, and it was just another one of those days where I just think you could you could have still been playing now, and I don't think we would have scored. <laughs> yeah. I think it's it's four hundred and fifteen minutes since our last goal in open play. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. So someone started a website for that. Yeah. Fifty-first <laughs> <laughs> uh, minute. It's the goal for Cardiff. It's a cross from deep after some patient build-up play and a really good header from Cabba, I think it was, Matt. So, again, to your point earlier, it's a cross in and it's someone uh, winning the ball in the air in our box, which, again, I don't think we've got many players that can that can do that. No, I mean, I've, I've not watched it back and I don't know whether... Um sort of where, where Thomas Callas was. I know I know Zach Viner was the, the last man and it kind of comes across him, but I think there's a player in front of him and I don't know if that's Callas. But yeah, Cabba gets a good leap and probably hits the perfect header, doesn't it? It's kind of top corner. Max is just literally watching it go yeah. in there. He's got Off no chance. Yeah, he's got no chance. Um, but, you know, again, it's the old adage. You, you've got to shut the cross down at source. You've got to go out and, and stop the man from putting the cross in. It was all a little bit too easy. Yeah, a real sucker punch, but still felt like we could get back into the game, even yeah. though we hadn't scored from open play for whatever it was. Uh, 53rd minute, Pring carries it forward, and then Scott across the 18-yard box with a really good, you know, carrying the ball across, and you think, right, let's get a shot away. He tries, he gets brought down, wins a free kick. And then we see Mimetti take a free kick at Shane, which, yeah. which was really good technique tests the keeper makes him make a save and that's something we've missed from our team for a couple of seasons is someone who can do that josh brownhill get over the ball dip down so great to see that we've got that now in our arsenal it definitely and the, the way that i saw as well that when matt was saying about the difference in height and stuff their wall looked massive and the, the free kick wasn't that far outside the box so for him to actually get it up and down and on target i thought yeah i thought it was a really good strike from him to be fair yeah, shows promise, Matt, didn't it? Having someone who can do that. Yeah, it was that kind of Ronaldo knuckleball type yeah. um, free kick, wasn't it? And, and it does. I watched it back this morning, and it does move in the yeah, air. Yeah, it's pr probably a little yeah. bit too central, um, so the keeper can kind of make the save that he did. But good, good to see Mimetti sort of getting on there and, and wanting to take it. Yeah, yeah. 60th minute, it's Cornick and Wells for Tanner and Bell. So let's unpick those. So Matt Cornick for. Oh, I don't know who it was. Cornick for Tanner, let's say. So Tanner goes, uh, comes off, and Sykes drops into that right back position again. And yeah, it's just it's, it's, it's an interesting one. It's it's just the point that so Sykes, if he's if he's not playing well, fine, okay, yeah, move, moving back there. But Sykes was probably our most effective outlet yesterday, having a decent game. Um, and we end up moving him back because we want to bring other players on. And it's kind of, you know, well, if 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 it doesn't, if it's not going to fit, then don't make the change. Keep your best players where they're playing. And Sykes should have been kept where he was wide right. Um, 
Cornick, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm absolutely not going to write Cornick off. I mean, I, I, again, you sort of, you're in the away end and, and lots of fans have had a drink. And say, Jesus, mate, just, just give him a chance. Like, you know, he's, he's playing in a new team, probably in an, when he plays down the middle in an unfamiliar position, because he's more wide right. Now I'm not, I'm, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he's going to be a world beater, the best we've ever seen, but he's got to be allowed to get the, the summer, a preseason with us and go again. You know, to write the bloke off now is ridiculous, but I would not have moved Sykes. I just don't get that. Tanner was having a decent enough game and he seems to be the full guy each week that comes off and Sykes drops back there. If you want to change it, then take Sykes off if you feel like that. Don't don't change Tanner again because, again, you're making two or three positional changes just to make a change up top, really, and get Wells on, you know, well, just... Yeah, so I mean, Wells, Wells for Bell was was quite straightforward yeah. and obvious, and I I even thought that might happen at half time. Yeah, but yeah, this this almost you know, Shane, don't you, that Sykes is going to be pushed back, and you know that Tanner's going to come off. So yeah, it's a it's a bit of a strange one for me, Cornick, um, as as you say, Matt, he's clearly got got some good skill. He's clearly someone who's got that drive and wants to succeed. But I don't know if he's a number nine i think he's probably no. uh you know someone who should play either side or even in behind shane yeah it's almost like going back to the subs that the, the how predictable they are lee johnson used to exactly the same things and it just yeah. used to always be right back come off right back come on and it's just teams sort of work that out don't they so, i mean i i don't know whether pearson thought um tanner was having a bad game i didn't think he did i don't think he got overran um no. And like Matt says, you just need the best players on the pitch that yeah. are going to create something. Although I did read something this morning and someone said that Harry Cornick is not championship level. Yeah. <laughs> even though he's funny considering he's played up quite a few years. It, exactly. And, but but it's it's the bit with Tanner that if you're going to take Tanner off, I, I get it if you're going to change shape and go to a three at the back yeah. or fine. I, I don't have a problem with that. But it makes no sense to then continue to play the same shape, but really playing Cornick in that that wide position and Sykes dropping back. The other bit for me is that, that with Mimetti and, and that lad seemingly having him in his pocket, what we didn't do at all yesterday is swap Mimetti and Sykes. Yeah. And, and again, Lee Johnson used to do that a fair bit where he would swap them over just to give something different for that defender to think about. And we didn't do that. And you just sort of, uh, who am I to question Nigel Pearson really? But, you know, it's, yeah. Man City do it a lot. Liverpool used to do it with like Mane, Salah and Firmino, didn't they? They just, you got to just switch something up and try and change it. And I like what Matt said the other week, I think Cam Pring is now affected playing with Mometi. They need to sort of get that relationship going. So I thought it, it sort of, yes, they showed massively that, that they struggle. Yeah. Okay, 61st minute, just after the substitution, a loose ball falls to Andy Vyman with a with an open-ish goal I've got written here, and he can't quite direct the ball towards goal as he's taken down, but but no free kick. That was a bit of a strange passage of play, Matt, where the keeper sort of comes, it's a bit of an open goal, and Andy Vyman's just following up and, yeah, just makes a collision. If he, he can steer that one towards goal, that's in. He, he needed it to have a sort of a straight foot and it on the top of his foot rather than with his instep and the curl just sort of takes it away. And yeah, he's probably, I, I think again, elsewhere on the pitch, he may get a free kick because the, the bloke does bring him down, but I don't, I don't think it was. Um, yeah. I think the ref got it right. Yeah. Okay. 67th minute is Callas coming off. Jay De Silva coming on with Cam Pring coming in into the, into the centre back pairing with Zach Viner. So 
yeah, really, really threadbare there. But Kalas coming off, Shane, obviously we saw him go up for a, a a big header and I think Connor Wickham sort of makes a bit of a back for him and he lands awkwardly. But we've seen that so many times now with Kalas, that awkward landing. Yeah. You th- you'd think he should be made of sponge by now. Yeah, it's almost like one of those you wish he didn't go in for the header. He didn't probably need to make that sort of challenge, did he? It's just, and then just Fred Barry, yeah, exactly. When Naismith comes back, does that mean we was revert back to a three? Can Naismith play in a four? Yeah, I don't know. Might have to. Yeah, <laughs> you might have to. Yeah. Be interesting to see what happens Tuesday for yeah. for a start and then go from there. Especially with Cam Pring and Viner centre abs, you don't have a lot of fight there, a lot of strength, do you? And yeah, very little uh, experience. So I think it'll be Andy King. Uh, probably yeah. centre back with that Zach Viner on yeah. uh, Tuesday, but we shall see. Um, right, the game's pretty much killed, not killed off, but um, it's 2 0 in the 69th minute. It's a shot from distance that catches Max out at the near post and watching the goal back. Jada Silva sort of jockeys him inside, points to the ball as if to say someone tackle him. I think Alex Scott puts a, puts a foot in, but it's again, it's a good, it's a good shot, good finish in the in the corner, which Max. Is a little bit unsighted on, but you know maybe he should get a fingertip to it at least. But he doesn't, and it's two 0 Matt. Yeah, I, I think Max would be disappointed to get to get beat near post like that. Um, I really do. Um, you're right, Jay shouldn't be sending him inside. Um, and it goes back around the, the crosses or the shots. You've got to stop it at that point. Um, but yeah, I just. It, it, it as you say, it kind of just killed the atmosphere then, didn't it? It didn't feel... I always felt with Cardiff, and, and again, it's interesting when you, you listen to sort of fans, one one bloke was sort of saying, yeah, I can't see Cardiff scoring if they're here all day, sort of at halftime, you know, we're, we're really in control. I always felt if Cardiff scored, we were never going to get back in the game because I thought they were, as I say, they were very well organised and very physical and just looked to go to go long to Wickham to, to hold the play up. You know, turn us round. Um, they weren't building through the the, the middle at all. Um, OJ, the the lad that they signed from Liverpool, is decent on the wing. And as I said, this other lad I thought was good, but um, it was a, a a poor goal to concede. It really was. Yeah, Connor Wickham, Shane. I haven't seen him up close. He is a, a proper unit, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Yeah, <laughs> biggest surprise, and it's just one of those players. He's been around for so long as well, isn't he? And he just seems to always doesn't always necessarily score goals, but he just always seems to do a job. And he is, yeah, big, big, big bloke. Good to have that. Good to have that sort of uh, uh, tool in your tool belt, Matt. Isn't yeah, it? Well, yeah. Well, it's, it's it's something we definitely need next season. You need to have a physically capable number nine who's going to be able to hold the ball up and bring your midfield runners in. And that isn't Sam Bell. Tommy Conway can do that to 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 an extent. Um, obviously, there's more more from Tommy as well in terms of physicality. So I think Tommy coming back will will add to that. Um, but that's where, again, you need someone like Naki Wells who doesn't have the physical attributes that Wickham's got, but he's got that, that cleverness about him. So he will put himself in a position where the defender will foul him or, you know, um, so yeah. And I said I said at the start of that little intro towards the goal, it sort of kind of ends the game more or less. But at the time I didn't I still didn't feel like that. But I said that to you, Matt. I said, We're still in this. It's only yeah. we've got twenty plus minutes left. And you said, Yeah, but we're just not in the game. Yeah, exactly that. I, I just didn't feel like we were causing their keeper any kind of problem, really. Um weren't weren't really getting at them in and and sort of doing anything. I mean, again, and I'm not I'm not 
picking on Andy Vyman at all because I, 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 you know, I get really fed up when I hear about people talking about him like a headless chicken and running around. In Andy Vyman's so much more than that, but he's just off form at the moment. And you know, maybe he's Shane's point about him with coming in and having to try and do something in getting minutes here and there in different positions. That that can't be easy. But at the moment, he's just he's just not worthy of a, a place in the team he's well, not he probably he probably wants to be in that front three effectively yeah. he wants to be either Mametti, sykes or bell um, yeah exactly yeah and why not try him in the bell position in, yeah if he's not going to start naki wells uh yeah. so, so yeah I, I do feel for i do feel for vyman that he's basically just being asked to be filling in gaps yeah at the moment uh, right, into the 72nd minute, Max O'Leary out well to close down a one-on-one, Shane. Uh, so, obviously, they're going for a third goal to completely kill off the game, and Max is equal to it and spots the spots the threat. Yeah, I've, I've, I think Max has definitely got better and better over the time that he's been playing. Um, I think he'd done all right yesterday. I probably think he probably could have done better with the second goal, but, yeah, I, I just think he's becoming a lot more solid, a lot more confident, and you can really see that. It's just, just the kicking needs to improve on more but yeah no I thought he rea- his reactions are really good he's he's quite quite quick and he's he will sometimes come off his line and do that so yeah it's it's nice to have that if you do play a high line so yeah and on several occasions yesterday Matt I saw Max opening his mouth giving a few instructions giving a few telling off so that's something that has built you have to have the confidence to be able to do that don't you yeah you do um I mean that that save was a really good save he, he, you know it was one of those if he if he rounds Max, he's rolling it into the net. If Max makes the wrong challenge, he's getting sent off. So he took took the ball really cleanly, didn't he? Um, and I, I thought Max was okay. Yes, he, he'd be disappointed with the second goal, um, but I thought he was okay yesterday. Yeah, seventy seventh minute. It's a James corner out to the edge, easily dealt with. We've we've spoke about corners at length on the podcast before, and this was just a really poor corner when we're two 0 down. James. Uh, pings one out to the edge of the box and it's just cleared by Cardiff and then it was a it's just so frustrating why why aren't we whipping them in and, and putting them you know into into the danger zone I guess I guess it's because we haven't got anyone in there who's going to win the header Matt physicality again isn't it they're, they're just <laughs> um, I think at this stage has Thomas come off by then got to go short then if that's the case yeah exactly yeah, yeah exactly yeah um, did we talk about Callas going off yeah. Uh, yeah. Apologies if we did. Sorry. Callas Cal- off, and then yeah, bring yeah. into the middle. Yeah. yeah. Um, which I think the the Callas one I I thought was related to that Wickham challenge and was a head injury, but now Pearson's come out and said it's a. He came back. Which... He came back on, didn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but sort of didn't recover. But but yeah, I mean, the 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 bit around you know what's Mametti's dead ball like? Could Mametti take the odd corner as well? For me, whipping the ball under the bar is just very difficult to defend against. If you've got yeah. someone stood in front of the keeper, how many times yesterday did Cardiff do it? And again, physically, I know they're much bigger, stronger, but Max has to come in, punch it. He's not catching the ball, and then that can lead to anything, can it? So mm. we, it's just we a touch need from anyone. Exactly. We need to vary it. We need to be a little bit more creative with it. But yeah, yeah try and get it under the bar. Uh, 78th minute, Mameti is set away by Alex Scott. A lovely little through ball. Mameti's into the box and takes a shot, Shane, and it, it does just go well over. But um, yeah. again, it, it's good to see us still creating these opportunities, but Mameti would want to do better with that. 
he will. I think he got a little bit excited, didn't he? I think his eyes lit up when he saw that and he thought, and just, yeah, just his head was already up thinking he was going to celebrate. I think he just, but he, he is that sort of player that would try, try and try. And he did keep going yesterday, although he didn't touch the ball loads. He, he still ran his socks off and he still did try. And even late on to the game, he still gives us that option, doesn't he? Yeah. Of a little bit of pace and just unlucky, really. Absolutely. Yeah. Into the 90th minute now and Cardiff get themselves into a bit of a mess, uh, which results in the keeper getting sent off for a handball outside the box. Too late for us. Six minutes injury time um, was put up just before this and the melee of from the handball to the keeper actually going off and the play restarting. I timed it and it was three minutes at least. So we only get an extra minute and a half added on to the six minutes, which is annoying. But still, Matt, that's not long enough for us to score two goals the way we're no, playing. No, and, and um, I don't know where he plays that Perry, Perry NG. Um, yeah. went in goal, took the gloves, and immediately you're sort of saying, just just get one on target either side of him in the top corner kind of thing, mm. um, and he's going to struggle with it. And I think it, it's the wells, get, it's the wall gets deflected and he can sort of just catch well, Car- it. But- to- Cardiff did, did protect him quite well. I mean, they had like yeah. 10 players in the wall, well, nine players in the wall yeah. um, lined up so that they couldn't get it on target. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Uh, but then you've got to be a little bit a little bit cleverer and maybe shift it, you know, get, get someone going wide and don't go for the direct shot. But then I'd have been moaning then that we didn't go for the direct shot. But we just, I mean, I don't think we we forced him into any kind of save whatsoever, did we? You know, and you're sort of thinking, how, how would we not? We I kept saying, just get the ball in the box. We were trying to be a little bit too precise. Um, but then again, you know, as I say, their their defenders, I thought, defended really well. And and it's easy to be critical of us, but you've also got to give credit to, to Cardiff. They were very well organised yesterday. Yeah, so a disappointing 2-0 uh, away defeat at Cardiff, which is never easy to take. But as I said, in recent years, we've had some really good good games over there and we can't win them all. But uh, we're just going to go through some tweets and then we'll hand over to Matt for the ratings. So Dr. Dean Allen, a disappointing day when Bristol City literally ran out of steam at Cardiff. We were never at the races and deserved to lose. Our front line strangely ineffective. The lack of squad depth now exposed with injuries to Williams and Callas. Time to regroup. Tim Gale, a welcome three points for Cardiff, Dean. Our best season, to say the least, though. Lamucci seems to be getting a tune out of the players now. So obviously a a Cardiff fan responding to Dean there. Um, And then we go to Chris. Disappointing result, punished by another Premier League loanee. Are we the only club in the championship not to use the Premiership loanee system? Sykes, our biggest threat, and Nigel Pearson moves him to right back. I felt we left ourselves short in the transfer window in an already small squad. Now it may cost us. Um, Johnny Pine, zero squad cover in midfield or at centre-back was always a risk. And what happens? We lose a midfielder and a centre-back to injury in one game. Um, Right, Matt, I think that's all the ones I can find immediately scrolling through. Maybe some more, but uh, over to you for the ratings. Okay. Um, Again, I want to try and not overreact to it, but you've got to call it on the performance that, that we saw yesterday, really. So, so Max, I've debated between five and six. I've gone six. I'm I'm disappointed with the second goal, and and that kind of does kill it a little bit. But I'm not necessarily totally blaming him for that. I think we should have defended better. I thought he made a couple of good saves. I thought he was okay, Max. So I just went I went six for Max. Um, the two the two fullbacks. Um, 
George Tanner, I went five, and that that again might be slightly harsh on George. I thought George yesterday just did come back inside too many times, did sort of take it into the space and then almost stop and think, oh, where do I go with this? I'm going to go back for safety. And just needed to be a little bit more adventurous, I think. So hence the five for George. Um, and then similarly, on the other side with Cam, I didn't think Cam got anywhere near forward. So I did the five for Cam. Um, yes, he moved into central. Um, I might, I was going to say, I might be tempted to play Cam there rather than King on on um, Tuesday. But then I don't know that Jay's going to give you enough going forward. And, and in a, a game where you know how Huddersfield are going to play under Neil Warnock, um, you know, I think probably Jay might, might just not be sort of physically strong enough for that one. So we'll see. But yeah, I went five for Cam. Uh, the two centre-backs, I went five for Zach. Um didn't think Zach did very much on the ball yesterday. A couple of overhit balls. Um, got beat for the the header for the first goal, be it a good header. Um, but then that might be slightly harsh because Thomas, I went seven, and I know he went off early, but had Thomas carried on playing, even if we'd lost the game 2 0, he probably would have been my man of the match. I thought Callas was excellent. For well, Callas still there. played 67 minutes. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- I, but I thought he was excellent for the time that he was on there. Yeah. Um, the wide players, Mark Sykes, I went seven, um, you know, above what I, I would expect from Mark. I think he's, he, he actually caused a few problems, put in a couple of really good crosses. Um, so yeah, seven for Mark, but on the flip side of that, Anis, I went five for, for the things we've talked about. Um, they, they doubled up on him really well yesterday, Mehmeti. Um, and I've just seen Lee, Lee's put a comment that, when that happens, and it's hopefully a good learning curve for him, but he kept trying to do the same things, kept trying to beat the man, even though they doubled up. With them doubling up, that frees someone else for a bit of space. So he needs to then look to see what's available. But yeah, so for Anis, I went five. Um, Centrally, Joe Williams, I've gone six. Um, and it's that bit with Joe, do I score Joe? Because he was only on for the 24 minutes, but because he started, I have. Um Joe, Joe could have been, you know, if I scored him just in his 24 minutes, he was probably a seven or an eight. I thought Joe was having a really good game. Um, but obviously because of going off early, then it's a six. Matty James, I went five. Um, Matty sort of broke the play up, and, but his, his influence wasn't there like it's been in the last few games, um, which is why I went five for Matty. Alex Scott, I went seven and actually went man of the match for Alex. Um we saw we saw what Alex is about, and he still, even though he was playing in that deeper role, he still kept going, um, and still was sort of causing problems. He won a couple of free kicks near the end, um, but probably didn't have his most influential game. So um, I don't know whether the sevens are, are probably counteracting the fives a little bit and trying not to be too harsh. Um, but yeah, I went Alex as my man of the match, and then up top, both Andy Vyman and Sam Bell. I went two fives. Um, I didn't go stupid and go fours or anything because they 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 both tried it just didn't happen for them, um, so I went two fives for them. Um, so if you boys agree with that, that's an average of five point six seven for the the week, and for Nigel I went five. Um, I do think he got the starting lineup wrong with Bell for Wells. I think that should have been a change, and I think he got it wrong with the subs with Sykes. So yeah, mm. yeah. yeah. 
sounds about right. I mean, the average there five point six seven. It's probably even a little bit high if you yeah. if you think about it in terms of yeah. six being a the expected performance, which yeah. for me would have been an away win or a a well earned draw. Yeah, and maybe like I said, maybe I've gone seven for Callas, Sykes, and Scott. Maybe they're three sixes and the others kind of drop down. I don't. Well, know. I think Callas is definitely a definitely a seven. Um, I know with the other ones, Scott and Sykes, Sykes and Scott. Sykes. And I went, yeah, yeah, I think that's all right. And you know, it's not always going to the the average number is not always going to reflect the the no. overall um, expectation of the day. Yeah. But uh, let's just quickly cover off um, Huddersfield then. So Huddersfield Tuesday night is going to be a real tough test. Neil Warnock's back in there. It's going to be interesting to see the the banter. I'm sure Matt, you're there, aren't you? In terms I will of be there, yeah. seeing yeah. what that seeing what that uh, what that looks like. But uh, what does the team look like uh, formation wise? Do we stick with the the same sort of four two three one? Does he switch back to? Four three three. What Shane? Any immediate thoughts from you on not what you think, but what you expect? Um, what I expect is probably a bit worrying. And I've gone back to the three at the back. To be fair, um, yeah, yeah I, I've always wanted the four at the back, but yeah, I, I think we just we're so short there now. I can't see Andy King going centre half. Would have thought it'd be like it was at Birmingham with the three. I think, um, yeah, it would. It, it's what he's going to do, I have no idea. Um, and what I would do, I have no idea either looking at it. It's just <laughs> one of those, isn't it? I think we we don't really have any other options. I mean, Cam Pring, Zach Viner, maybe. But yeah, I think he'd definitely go with the three at the back. Matt, your thoughts? Yeah, I think he probably will. I I wouldn't. I'd, I'd still go four. I'd go Pring inside and I would bring Jay in, despite what I said about the physicality. And King, I would play in midfield with with yeah. James and allow Scott forward. I wouldn't bring King in to play him centre-half. Um, I don't think that tactic worked when he did it earlier on in the season. It did one game, didn't it? But we got fanged out. I wouldn't be doing that. Um, Wells definitely comes back in. I think the others probably pick themselves. But again, you know, Anis needs to be aware of it. Um, but it's like, you know, the, the first 20 minutes yesterday, it was our game. We were the ones playing some really yeah. good football. We 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 turned around and were talking and saying, we're playing some lovely football here, yeah. just not having the end product. If we score with that Scott chance, then the game changes. I think Tuesday will be important because Huddersfield, I think they're rock bottom. Um, I'll have a look as we're talking, but I think oh, they yeah. are. Okay. I um, think Tuesday's just more important because it's then three more points away from the dreaded relegation. Absolutely. I think we just we're so close to that 50. Just get there as quick as we can. And uh, yeah, I think the I'm, next two. I'm games... not even sure, Shane, 50 will be. Yeah, Huddersfield bottom on 31 points, minus 21 goal difference. Um, but you know that Warnock will have them sort of up for it. But even even with their game yesterday, Patch, so they lost 4-0, but stat-wise. Yeah, Coventry had 55% per possession, I don't think is that big a deal. But in terms of shots, Huddersfield had more shots than Cov. They had 14 to Cov's 13, albeit um, three on target to six on target. So, you know, I don't... You, you can't necessarily read the 4 nil. Well, I suppose the 4 nil is the 4 nil at the end of the day, isn't it? You know, yeah. shots, shots on target could be, you know, pass backs to the keeper has to save, you know, because they're poor shots. But... We've we've got to show a little bit more of a fight against them on Tuesday than we showed yesterday. We we just yeah, we we let it 
go too easy for I me. I mean, yet. we've we've gone from our, our mindset has shifted a little bit. We've probably gone from expecting a win at Huddersfield before the match at Cardiff to probably wanting to take a draw because of our threadbare team. Would that be fair, Matt? Yeah, I'd take a point. I think Shane's saying about get you know getting away from it. Um, and and it might sound, and I don't know if Shane's in the same boat from that comment, it probably is, but I st- I'm still looking over my shoulder. I I still pe- I've seen people saying yesterday, oh, we're 12 points off of this. And until we know we're safe, I am still yeah. thinking, because let's be fair, we've had runs of games. Didn't didn't the COVID season or we we ended up um losing like eight or nine games in a row or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So we you know, right down there, don't we? Yeah. And and what you don't want as well. You you don't want yes, you want to stay up, but you also don't want to stay up and you're staying up in 18th, 19th place as opposed yes. to 12th, 11th, 10th. Because the players that you might be vying for with other clubs in the championship might be looking at it going, God, they've had a couple of battles the last couple of seasons where they flirted with relegation. Don't know if I want to be in that. So again, you want to finish strongly, don't you? So but a big part of it will be these two injuries to Callas and Williams. If yeah, they're if they are long term, yeah, that's, that's a worry. That's a worry. The club's Let- not very transparent, though, are they? With with injuries, they never seem to sort of really tell us how long they're going to be out for. And I think that's what some of us find so frustrating. Yeah, is, yeah. yeah just not very transparent. At all. Well, Naismith, Na- Na- you kind of look at and think it wasn't going to be too bad. And what's he missed? Well, I can tell you what he's missed now in terms of league games. Uh, yeah, and interviews. Like he might be back before international break. He might not. Yeah, be. yeah. So he's missed the last five league games, Naismith. Um, yeah. So yeah, well, let's wait and see we, what happens with Callas and Williams. Then we've got Conway coming back, Nate Smith coming back, Wilson yeah. coming back. So, um, and and I I'm not looking over my shoulder. Matt will be surprised. At no, that. I'm not surprised at that. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> um, I. I said at the very start i think top of the top of the bottom half we're we're one place below that at the moment and obviously these are big injuries coming coming through so i think we'll i think we'll be fine i think we'll pick ourselves up dust ourselves down it was a bit of a bit of a cup tie kind of atmosphere yesterday with a lo- local derby we just need to steady the ship and just don't forget we've been on this lovely run of 12 unbeaten obviously the man city game was a was a free hit if you like but yeah. uh, we've got we've got plenty hopefully to to come in and and steady the ship and see us through to the end of the season achieving the top of the bottom half i think would be would be um a, not a successful season it's hard to say that but it would be a good progress. season Shane. yeah well it pro- progress and it will be progress. yeah that exactly. be, is that would that be as high as finish under another yeah. person, yeah, it would be, yeah, yeah. 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 So, yeah. do you know what I mean? It's, it's progress, and then yeah. hopefully, like Tinian's said, that in the summer they are going to go after three or four players. So, let's yeah. just hope they do. But, yeah. but just just on that though, and I know I said it earlier on, is is it not something we've missed for? I mean, it feels like ten years, but but that physical presence in the team, probably since Flint, and I know he's centre half, but. I, I can't really remember a physical presence in midfield that we've had. No, Marvin Elliott was the last time. Yeah, pro- but probably is. You know, you sort of yeah. think, yeah, Mar- Marlon was was sort of six foot and could put his foot in, but wasn't that sort of player. So I, I really hope that we go out and try and sign. You want a Callas in midfield, really, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, players yeah. like that. Well, the, some of the, the the lads that they had yesterday. Um, I mean, that Rinomoto came on yesterday and and didn't look all that. To be fair, some you know. He's not necessarily a signing I'm, I'm disappointed we missed on. But one thing I, I wanted to say, Patch, 
brilliant atmosphere to start with yesterday. I know it sort of faded a bit, but great support support again. And also we 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 parked in the little goals five aside place, which we've done the last few seasons. Um, but brilliant, brilliant, isn't it? You, you sort yeah. of park in there, we go in the bar, really good atmosphere, and it's a, a well, it's a 10-minute walk to the game. But was what an hour walk after. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you have to go all the way around Cardiff to get back to it. With the road closer, but rather than waiting for ten minutes or whatever it was and going left, which Matt just stomps stomps off. Yeah, we went we went right, but you literally had to go. Well, what do we do? I, I think I ended up walking. I looked last night; it was nine and a half thousand steps. Yeah, well, most, well, it's good, isn't it? Was, it's a good good exercise. Not, not for my knees, it's not, mate. <laughs> try try yeah. and get our ten thousand steps in a day, and that's yeah. kind of why I didn't mind it so much because yeah. um yeah. yeah we had a few beers. Well, it's on easy board. for you. One one step for you is five of mine. So yeah. <laughs> Oh anyway. god! Right. Well, um, let, let's end it on a on a high. Obviously, yeah. we're, we are still well placed. We're on zero goal difference again, which is yeah. a, a, something to celebrate and not something that we've we've achieved for for a, a while. So let's hope that we can maintain that or a positive goal difference. Um, with what have we got now? Twelve games, twelve games left. Yeah, twelve games left in the season. So uh, roll on Tuesday, another, another game where we can get behind the lads and uh, for those going fair play. And uh, we'll be back on probably Wednesday, Matt, unless we do a, a drive home special, we shall see. <laughs> That's yeah, how well, it all started, I'm, isn't it? it? It is. Yeah. I'm staying over right. on Wednesday, on Tuesday, ah, right. but okay. I will, be, I will be driving back early on the Wednesday morning. I'm off on the Wednesday. So anytime Wednesday. Yeah. Well, we shall see. We shall see. Yeah. Right. Thank you so much, Shane, for coming yeah. on. Great work, Shane. And, and uh, thanks, thanks for your contribution, mate, as well on the the tweets all the time. It's good. Yeah, good yeah. really appreciate it. No and everyone who uh, who gets behind us as well. Thank you, pal. Thank <laughs> you, mate. <laughs> and uh, oh, oh, who's whose birthday is it today? Lou Peters from the sixties and right. Gus Caesar. Gus Caesar. Yeah, yeah. From oh. what eighties? Yeah, eighties. Yeah, I just wish Gus happy birthday. I'm not going to say anything more about Gus Caesar. Yeah. Right. Okay. Happy, <laughs> happy there, birthday, then. Gus. <laughs> right. Cheers, everyone. Thanks for listening. Yeah, that's, Thank take care. Bye. I've been riding low. I've been riding fast. Gonna take this moment. I'm gonna make it last. Because you don't know me. Don't be quick to judge. Cause I tell you something. I don't care that much. Don't come around.
Cause you don't know me I ride low and fast Gonna take this moment and leave you in my bed I'm gonna keep riding Watching that little town slowly disappear